Welcome to Canucks Corner. In this special Canucks Corner, we'll be looking at the Las Vegas Golden Knights expansion draft. Take a look at the NHL awards and even a look ahead at tomorrow's NHL entry draft. We'll also take a look at some Canucks news. The pregame show. It is June 22nd and we're smack dab in between the expansion draft and the entry draft. So we have some news for both. Of course, a lot more news about the expansion draft since it's already happened. And then we got some news predicting what might happen in the entry draft. Plus, again, some awards news and some Canucks news. So between all of that, let's start with the basics. Let's start with the Canucks news. Actually, the Canucks news is pretty straightforward. They are starting the preseason, or not starting, but a couple of preseason games are going to happen in China. So that's something. And aside from that, they've got some new jerseys, which are basically the same as the old jerseys, but a little bit better for cooling down the players and that sort of thing. The technology of the jersey got better. Not so much the look of it, per se. And aside from that, our main issue right now, our main situation, is that in the expansion draft, we lost Lucas Spiza, which a lot of people said we probably would. We said here, I said, that Brendan Gauntz would probably be the guy. He was being talked about a lot, and even some were talking about Reed Boucher. But we all kind of hoped, <laughs> not all of us, but a number of people kind of hoped that it was going to be Lucas Spiza because we had pushed him really hard this year, pushed him to be a top four defenseman on the Canucks. And he played every game, and some of those games weren't so strong, and that bothered a lot of people. And his overall game looked much more like a 5-6 a defenseman instead of a 3-4 defenseman, which what we're using him for. So, Well, there you go. He's, he's a golden knight now. So that's about it for Canucks news, and we'll take a look at the golden knights in a lot more detail pretty much right away. Game time. This is part of the podcast where I, Aaron Lane, get to talk about some of these things in detail, like the expansion draft. So Las Vegas went ahead and made their deals and made their picks, and overall they picked a pretty solid team. They got a ton of picks, ton of draft picks, and there was some interesting goings on, and in the end I think George McPhee should be proud because I think he's put together a good situation. So we'll start from the goalies and work our way up. Starting with Marc-Andre Fleury. Now my son's a little bit cheesed about this, because he liked Flurry, the flower has has now left the igloo and off to the desert. We'll see how the flower blooms in the desert, I guess. But he seemed really happy about it. He seemed happy because, of course, he'd be the number one goaltender again. And he got a taste for that in the playoffs, I think, and got a real good feel for being number one again and how great that felt. So now he gets to be number one. And he gets to be the face of a franchise and gets to be the historic leader of, or one of the historic leaders of a brand new franchise. So that's pretty cool. Aside from Fleury, they also picked up Calvin Picard, who was, by the way, that backup goaltender from the Avalanche who lost in the shootout against Henrik Lundqvist in the World Championships this year. The one that I was like, who that guy? Yeah, well, that's who he is. And for everything that people have said about him, he was a really decent goaltender who was on a really bad team. And boy, you know, Canuck fans for a long time can know that sort of situation. Richard Berdur and and Kirk McLean, these goaltenders that were awesome, stood on their heads and brought the Canucks, in fact, to Stanley Cup Finals eventually. And if they were on another team, 
if they were on a top successful team, they probably would have had Stanley Cups and would have had Vesna trophies and all that. So there is something to be said about good goaltenders on struggling teams. And maybe Calvin Picard's just one of these sorts of guys. The third uh, pick for them was Jean-Francois Berube. And apparently he's also, he's a he's the youngest of them. Nope, scratch that. He's one year older Picard but he's still you know fairly young and still has some good development to do so we'll see how he works out for them now the the Knights have already shuffled off two of their defensemen off to a couple of places got some more draft picks so their remaining defense core looks like this Jake Bischoff Alexei Emelin from Montreal there Derek Engeland Jason Garrison from White Rock British Columbia and an ex-Vancouver Canuck Braden McNabb John Merrill Mark Mathot who's getting a lot of attention and thoughts might be that he may be traded as well somewhere along the line or he's going to just going to be one of their probably one of their top two defensemen and maybe even team captain then we have Colin Miller Griffin Reinhardt Lucas Spiza that's that's our boy right there (laughs) Nate Schmidt Clayton Stoner good old Stoner and Shea Theodore now interesting thing about Spiza was when TSN put together what they thought the pairings of the defensemen would be looking at their list Spiza didn't actually show up in the top six defensemen the top three pairings in fact he didn't even show up in the additional three defensemen of note so they gave the top nine defensemen that the Knights now had and Spiza didn't make the top nine according to TSN so Maybe that's a little East Coast bias, but that does go to show where some people think Spiza is at. So then we go to the forwards, and I'm just going to go through them in the order that this website has them. Some are, you know, left wing, right wing, center. It's it's not going to be in order there, but here's here's the guys, the bodies that they have. Pierre-Edward Bellemare, or Bellemare, Connor Brickley, William Carrier, David Clarkson, Reed Duke, Cody Eakin, that was a big a big choice. There was quite a bit of cheering for him. Mikhail Grabowski, Nikita Gusev, Eric Haula, Haula, maybe, Thomas Heike, William Carlson, Brendan Lepsik from the Maple Leafs, Oscar Lindbergh, Jonathan Marshall, or as I believe I pronounced his name before. James Neal. Yeah, they managed to grab James Neal from the Predators. Predators let him go, so uh, I guess we'll just see how that goes. Another guy who perhaps could be dealt. But if they keep him, you know, he's a solid guy, that's for sure. Thomas Nosek, David Perron, Timu Pulkinen, Vladim Shipchayov, Riley Smith, Chris Thorburn, Alex Tush. Vladim Ship <laughs> apparently is this young, really strong forward who has scored a ton of goals in, a ton of points in the minors. And they're expecting big things from him, perhaps being one of their top two guys. That is on one of their top two lines. So we'll see how that guy turns out. But as you can tell, there wasn't a ton of known names here, known quantity, known quantities. But there was enough sprinkled in there, like James Neal, like Marcia So, who's scored you know thirty or forty goals at some point in their careers. Where even David Perron, where it's like, okay, there's some solid guys there. There's quite a few young guys and a few middle guys that may or may not stay with the team. So I think I think it's pretty solid overall, but not world-beating, that's for sure. And then we look at their draft picks. Well, they, of course, have the number six draft pick right in behind the Vancouver Canucks. 
They also picked up from Winnipeg the number 13 draft pick and from the New York Islanders the number 15 draft pick. In round two, they get the 34th draft pick right behind us again, the third draft pick in round two, and then they don't draft again until number 45 as they got one from Tampa Bay. They also picked up a couple for the next year, I think two uh, second round draft picks, including another one from the New York Islanders, I think. So yeah, they've they've got three in the top 15 and another two in the second round before the 45th. So five in the top 45, which I'd be very happy with. So George did some really good work there and Vegas looks like they're going to be a force to be reckoned with in the next little while. Their jerseys, on the other hand, <laughs> I like I like their logo in and of itself. I'm not sure about the color scheme. I think there's a bit too much color going on. That would be that would be my feeling. But there you go. They've still got some moves to make. They've still got things to do. So we'll see what happens with the Knights from here on in. But that's their team to start with, and that's a pretty good situation they're in. So we'll see what happens. Award winners. All right. Connor McDavid or Sidney Crosby for the Hart Award, for the Hart Trophy? Well, turned out Connor McDavid picked it up. Add that to his Ted Lindsay Award and his Art Ross Trophy, which we all know he had for most points. That gives him three solid awards. And it's kind of scary seeing an Edmonton Oiler captain center pick up an armful of of big awards at the uh at the awards ceremony all he needed to do was grab the lady bing as well and then all of a sudden that would have that would have been very very reminiscent <laughs> brent burns picks up the uh the norris trophy as expected i think i think most people had him pegged for most of the year as the the norris probably the Norris winner. The other big one, a couple big ones, but one of the other big ones there was Austin Matthews picks up the Calder Trophy ahead of, oh, my boy, Lane. I think it was close. I'm going to I'm gonna pretend that it was just like a vote that Austin won by a vote. Otherwise, Lane had it. And I think that, yeah, I think I'm, I'm satisfied with that, that Lane really probably should have won. But Matthews being from Toronto, the center of the universe, of course, you know, he gets it, I guess. <laughs> Anyways, we'll see. We'll see how they are in another five years. See where they're at, and we'll see whether who got who was right to get the award here. Another big award, of course, is the Vesna Trophy, and that actually went to Bob. Sergey Bobrovsky goes ahead and wins his Vesna Trophy. Ah, way to go, Bob! Well done. Sidney Crosby, of course, had won the uh, the Rocket Richard Trophy, so he wasn't held trophy list this year. The Bill Masterson trophy actually went to Craig Anderson this year, the Ottawa goaltender. The Selkie trophy goes to Patrice Bergeron. The Lady Bing not going to Connor McDavid. Instead, went to Johnny Gaudreau, which is interesting. I guess, hey, you're the small guy in Calgary going ahead and making the the all-star game and enjoying not being a big force on the ice aggressively. Sure, I could see getting the Lady Bing for that, I suppose. Connor's got a little bit of an edge to him, I think, and that that's what put him out there. Also, uh, we knew that Braden Holtby had taken the William Jennings Trophy for lowest goals against average for the year. <sighs> the Jack Adams Award. Why? Why couldn't have one of the other guys won? I mean, the other the other guys were good. There was no question as to why the other guys I mean, they could have won. It's no big deal. But no, they had to give it to Torts. John Tortorella wins the best coach award this year and that just pains me he's just he's just not that not the kind of guy i think 
that just his the way his team pays for success is too high a cost i think that maybe in the short term okay everything's fine but you know except for the guys who disagree with him the guys who rub him the wrong way or whatever but in the long run it's it's going to be a situation where the dressing room falls apart and okay great give him the award this year because it didn't fall apart this year and the guys that hate him either left or they're pushing it way way down and they will explode later and make life heck for that team so good on you john i guess um mark messi leadership award went to nick felino this year king clancy memorial trophy goes to nick felino this year so he, he wins both of those which might make you ask the what's the difference between those two and i think some people got to consider consider that maybe there's a little bit too much overlap there if nick is winning both of those or maybe not. Maybe just Nick's an awesome guy, so he happens to excel in both of those things. The Foundation Player Award went to Travis Hamannick. And the General Manager of the Year, David Poyle, the the Nashville Predators GM. And yeah, he, he made the trade to get Subban. <laughs> Sorry, Montreal, but it worked out for, for them quite well. And he made a bunch of other deals that managed, especially those depth deals that got the Predators to that point. So good for them. Finally, as we look towards the draft... I'm not going to talk about it too much, but I I think Jim Benning has made it clear. He's looking at about three or four guys. I think he's looking at defenseman Miro Heskinen from Finland. He's played with Oli Jolevi before, so those two look good together, so maybe they'll get to play together. He also mentioned centerman Gabriel Villardi and centerman Cody Glass. So I think those are probably maybe the three, and possibly one of the European centers, I'm not sure, or Casey Middlestead, perhaps, somebody like that for that fourth spot. So those are the ones he's looking at. He said he's not really looking at trading defense or anything to move up to number three with Dallas, and he's just going to keep things status quo more or less unless he gets a deal that he thinks is awesome and regarding Chris Tanev he did mention that again if things go really well and he gets another defenseman in the deal to to replace Tanev and the deal looks good then he's open to that possibility so there you go I guess (laughs) anywho so that's it for the look at the entry draft we just get to see whether or not he's going to hold Pat or make some moves, and we'll see what the Golden Knights do, and it should be pretty interesting. The post-game show. This is part of the program which I wrap things up and let you know what's next. Well, I'm wrapping things up by saying, hey, I guess we'll just see what happens tomorrow. See who gets drafted, what trades get made. The Golden Knights have not only a bunch of draft picks, but a bunch of players that they could potentially move. So I expect things to be interesting tomorrow as to how things move around. But I'm not expecting, I haven't heard of any potential blockbusters or anything, certainly nothing on the Canucks side. So we'll see who the Canucks get and how they'll likely fit into the lineup. So that will be our next program. We'll go ahead and review the draft, the entry draft, and look ahead at the free agency market. And that will be our next podcast. So, until then, this is Aaron Lane for the Canucks Corner Podcast. If you'd like to find me, I'm at Canucks underscore corner on Twitter. That's at Canucks underscore corner on Twitter. Or email me at CanucksCornerPod at gmail.com. That's CanucksCornerPod, all one word, at gmail.com. 
And until we pod again, thanks for listening, and keep your stick on the ice. Oh, and if you want to help us out, canuckscornerpod.blogspot.ca, where the Canucks Corner is hosted, on that website, I have the show notes, and I also have a little link at the bottom of the show notes for Amazon. Now, the way that works is you click on that, buy whatever you're going to buy at Amazon, and I somehow magically get some of that money that Amazon would normally get. So you go ahead and you buy whatever you're going to buy. Maybe you buy a Canucks jersey, or you buy the new NHL for PlayStation 4, or whatever it is, and then I get a little bit of that monies, and that helps me out in putting this podcast together and keeping it going. So if you could do that, that'd be awesome. I really appreciate it. Maybe that will help keep your stick on the ice.